Welcome to the Golden Temple Podcast. I am your host, Summer Carol, and I'm going to be dropping in with all of the goals around money, love, sex, business, and relationships. May you breathe in and touch your body to fully open up to receive these codes for you in your expansion, in your evolution as a woman, and may this impact your life and your business. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Golden Temple Podcast. I'm your host, Summer Carol, and I'm really excited to be here today to be bringing this message that is so alive on my heart for so many women of the world right now that could be experiencing any hardship, or maybe you've experienced hardship in your life, and this is coming up for you right now. This is here. It's alive. So if you want to go grab yourself a cup of cacao or tea, or maybe you're out on your morning walk and you wish to receive this, the invitation is to breathe into your body as I could be saying things today in this this particular episode that could activate, that could bring light to mm, shadows or truths. I want to say, I don't want to say the word shadow, I want to say truths that could be in your life right now that want to be revealed to you so you can live the most incredible life that you came here to experience and that you were born to. So saying that, I'm going to have a sip of my water. I've literally just ran around the house to find a nice spot that feels grounding, there's no noises, and we're here. So, okay, I'm going to share my own experience and what I have been feeling through this year of 2022. So, for me, I have had near-death experiences in my life. I have woken up in hospital with... Oh, this this awakening, if you will, to more of my soul. And at the mo- at that time, I didn't think that that was me activating and awakening to my soul and my truth. So one of these times was when I was first moved out of home. So when I was twenty, I had been in the hairdressing industry for oh, I think it had been about maybe six years by this time. And you know, I was quite fatigued at this point in my life. I had been working away on the floor, on my feet. And yeah, I I was experiencing abuse in my life. A big part of the reason why I actually started, you know, where I left school so young and why I pursued this career was because school wasn't so fun for me. I was bullied at school. I couldn't find my place at school. I felt like I didn't fit in at school. And even teachers said to my parents that she should probably leave school and go and get a job. So that's what I did. I was skipping school a lot. I was wagging. I had so many, um, had so many days that I had skipped school. And it wasn't at the point where I was even getting in trouble anymore. It was at the point that I was, I would, I would go to school, I'd, I'd walk around for maybe five minutes and then I'd grab my bag and I would leave and teachers would just wave me goodbye because I think everyone knew that school just wasn't for me, right? So I left, I started hairdressing. I, before starting hairdressing, I had also experienced abuse in my life and that was really happening in a, quite a few spaces for me. 
So starting this this career was really being moved by wounds. It was really being moved and I was still operating from a lot of trauma. And I hadn't processed a lot of this. I had gone to therapy and I had been diagnosed with bipolar. I had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. I had been diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Yet in these moments when I had been diagnosed with this, I was like, cool, great, cool, nice story, but I'm not going to allow that to box me in. And I'm not going to choose to stay in whatever that diagnosis means. Because for me, I I knew that there was so much there was so much here for me in this life. There was a reason and a purpose why I was born. And I knew that even back then when I was suffering. And so after going to therapy and sitting there and talking about these problems that I was experiencing and just finding myself, I felt like I was just in this whirlwind where it felt like this merry-go-round that was never ending. It felt like a merry-go-round that there was no real solution uh, coming through with this. I felt like, yeah, it was nice to speak about my problems, but I didn't, I wasn't finding the gold and I wasn't finding the solution to these problems. So after going to therapy and feeling like I was just tearing my hair, hair out, feeling like I wasn't really getting the support that my soul needed, I really, I stopped going to therapy, number one. I was on some some tablets at this point as well. I, I had been put on some anti-anxiety tablets, some, you know, antidepressants, ones which I'd been told that to go on when I was, you know, 14 and my mum at the time actually, my mum at the time, at the time my mum <laughs> said to this person that she was not going to put me on this medication. She didn't want me relying on medication in my life. But by the time I hit 20 and, you know, this point in my life I – I still hadn't really processed a lot of the trauma that I'd experienced being um, sexually abused, um, being beaten, having a lot of violence uh, inflicted on me and having, yeah, this sexual trauma that hadn't been felt yet. I hadn't processed it through my body. It was still living inside of my body like it was my reality. So for so many years with these diagnoses, you know, clinically being diagnosed, bipolar, borderline personality disorder, anxiety, depression, I was acting out from these wounds. I would go into these moments where time would be lost. I would do really reckless things. I would take multiple drugs and wake up in places that I didn't know how I got there. I would be told that I, you know, had disappeared for hours and then I would wake up in places and spaces not knowing, you know, where time had gone, what had happened, waking up in strangers' beds, you know, a lot of terror that was stored in my body. And for so many years, I would do really well in my job. So I was quite ambitious. I was a very high achiever in my workplace. I would go above and beyond. If there was a competition, which we did, we had competitions every week, you know, to reach targets and to make commissions. I was at the top. I was even going above the managers at the time and they were like, what? (laughs) What is happening here? Because I was operating from a lot of these traumas that I was like, if I'm just number one and if I'm doing the best and I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing so well in this workspace, I'm just going to be left alone because she's making lots of money for the business and I'm going to have no reason to have a conversation with her. I'm just going to leave her to her own devices and she's going to do fine. And that's what happened. The better I became in my at my job, the more left alone I got, the less bullying that was taking place, the less... Um, almost like eyes on me. It was just like, oh, yep, she's got that thing. She's doing really well. So I'm just going to let her do what she wants to do. And that's what I found. So 
operating from this energy. I was making lots of money at quite a young age and then, you know, I'd go into these relapses, even still at this really, you know, awesome job and doing really well, getting paid really well for a young age. But having these relapses, no one knew how much I was suffering when I wasn't at the workspace. No one knew what I was experiencing behind closed doors, the, 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 the pain, the not feeling supported, the feeling alone, the isolating myself. And then so because I felt like no one really understood me, I felt like my family didn't really understand me. I felt like they would just put me into therapy and then the therapist didn't really understand me and the the guidance I was being given just wasn't helping me. It just was not helping my soul and my soul evolution. So, yeah, like I said, I would go out, I would take lots and lots of drugs and, you know, it wasn't just like a little bit. It was like to the point where I would literally forget time. I would forget um, what had happened. I would you know, for many years, I've had multiple flashbacks of memories and traumas that what I've experienced and endured whilst being on these drugs. Luckily for me, you know, I was I was taking lots of pills and, you know, I was doing coke and things like that and smoking lots of marijuana, drinking alcohol. I did meth one time and I'm so grateful that this was the first and the last time. For me, when I did this, I had, um, it was a night where I had these traumas coming up from sexual abuse and I remember inviting these two guys over to my space I was living alone at this point so when I got to 20 and this might be all over the place doesn't really matter this is just how my soul wants to express this when I hit yeah so when I hit 2021 this is when I was asked to to leave the family house so I didn't really have a choice (laughs) it was more like it's time for you to leave now and, you know, without actually saying in that moment, well, actually, I have lots of trauma that I have not processed yet because I wasn't aware. I was like, okay, looks like I'm moving out now. And so it was like this wounded girl from all this trauma that I'd endured was operating in my woman body. So this created a lot of havoc when I moved out of home, a lot of havoc, lots of parties, lots of loud music, lots of, you know, um, going out clubbing, lots of uh, ending up in relationships that was such a shit show, so toxic, so unhealthy. And just this, like I said, this merry-go-round that just wasn't, it was never ending. (laughs) And being, you know, whether it was going out or being in a workspace, not really feeling like I was ever really there, if you know what I mean. So it was one night when I invited these two guys over that I'd been to school with and I was like, oh, yeah, come over, let's have a few drinks and, you know, we'll have a bit of a party. And it was that night that I smoked meth for the first time and I just remember smoking it. I remember waking up the next day and I just felt like absolute shit and I had the T-shirt of one of the guys um, that was there in my bed and, you know, I don't have any memories of what actually happened. Apparently we you know, we had sex that night and I don't remember any of this. So it's moments like this that, you know, the body still holds this trauma from these traumatic events. And if we're not aware of this, this can like be how we're operating in our life and in our reality. And we're wondering like, why does this trauma keep happening? Why do I keep feeling like I'm acting from this space and not really knowing and not feeling like I'm really, um, you know, holding the, 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 the steering wheel of the ship that I'm sailing in this life? It's almost like you're like, you're holding the steering wheel and then you're like, ah, and then you're letting go of the steering wheel. And it's like someone else is like, you know, steering it for you and it feels really chaotic. So this was the last time I touched meth. The the amount of uh, depression and suicidal thoughts that I experienced for the, for the two weeks after that 
I just thought I'm never touching this drug again. So that was the first and the last time for that, luckily for me. And then as I was experiencing this like really dark time living in, you know, living out of home for the first time, living in this apartment, just really in a dark space, I had a couple of suicide attempts. And I haven't actually said these words until now because I've been spiritual bypassing this. I haven't even really owned these diagnoses I've been diagnosed with because I've been spiritual bypassing this. I've been using my own, um, you know, soul journey, if you will, to jump straight to the gratitude, to jump straight to the love, to jump straight to the beauty. And here's the thing that I've realized. When you bypass the actual truth of the victim, if you, you know, you've experienced any of this, we're not actually being in the truth and we're not actually being in integrity. And that's that's the truth. We cannot be a full conduit of truth, of God, of unconditional love if we are spiritual bypassing to jump straight to this happened for me. You know, and if you're someone that's done NLP, I know I've done NLP, there's this whole thing of like, you know, it's happening, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. Well, actually, something does have to happen to you before you can actually see it's happened for you. You know, and for me, it's like, this whole year, I've been processing all of the victim inside of me, the part of me that, you know, did have these things, these horrible things happen to me. And it's been very um, uncomfortable. And it's also been very enriching and very empowering to actually process the emotions around these traumatic events. So I'm no longer holding and storing these traumas. I'm no longer operating from these wounds. You know, by doing this this year, I've been able to experience more support from women in my in my space. I've really started to realize like I'm here to build a team now. I'm really ready to take the reins, you know, back in an even more powerful way. And with this legacy of the Golden Temple, it's so much bigger than a podcast. Like this vision came to me and it comes to me every day. I've since been sitting in with plant medicine. And once again, this vision is in my hands. I'm literally holding this vision in the palm of my hands right now, literally. And I am the vessel to actually land this, a space for women, a haven for women to come to, to be in an empowered space, to be in a space where they can be cathartic, where they can process emotions, where we can normalize it and not, um, you know, do this like spiritual bypassing anymore because it needs to, it needs to end. It needs to end. It's doing so much dishonoring. And I've, I've really even noticed with myself, like when I was really caught in this new age spirituality, I was still depressed. I was still suicidal. I would tell myself, oh, you know, all the beautiful things in life. And I would focus on the beauty and I would focus on the magic. And I got so caught down this like new age spiritual loop. It's almost like this like vortex that never ends. <laughs> You know, these conspiracy theories and like fucking Lemuria and, you know, even the priestess stuff. It's just I'm really in this space of my life right now where I'm getting relentlessly truthful. And the thing is, like, we cannot manifest what we truly desire until we are being relentlessly truthful. And it's all beautiful when we go, oh, you know, the truth is I find you so such a miracle. The truth is I see your power. But we want to run for the hills when we have someone that can see the actual truth in front of us, that truth that might be like you're, you're in the relationship that's expired. The truth is that you're not living in the space where you're going to land this vision. The truth is that, you know, you don't have the thing that you really deeply desire. <laughs> 
And this is the fucking truth. This is the truth. And so, you know, it took me waking up a few times in hospital. It wasn't just one time. There was a few times. There was one time where I was with, you know, this woman at the time that I'd experienced a lot of my trauma from. And, you know, I woke up in hospital. I'd spent the night with these two girls and I'd woken up in the hospital. They weren't even there. I woke up alone in hospital, alone after attempting suicide. No one there but myself and, and God. And I won't get too much into detail with that. The other time I woke up in hospital, which was a really big fucking wake-up call for me, was when I woke up this night. I had been, you know, I was having sex with the partner at the time. He commented on my body. It brought up all my wounds around my father. For me, I spent a lot of my life with a father who's been very obsessed with the body, the physique, the exterior self of a woman looking a certain way and that was projected onto me. And, yeah, I had a father who used to comment on my body a lot. And so this boyfriend was all the trauma and all the wounds from my father and he commented on my body and in that moment I was so tr- I was so triggered. I was on medication at the time. I was still on the anti-anxiety tablets and the antidepressants. I was drunk on top of that. I took a knife and I harmed myself and I woke up in hospital. I woke up in hospital. I remember waking up in hospital and seeing my mother blurry, seeing my father blurry over me, seeing my roommate, seeing my roommate's boyfriend and seeing my boyfriend at the time. I don't even have the vision of my boyfriend at the time. I must have just blurred that out. But those were the main images that I saw. My roommate, my roommate's boyfriend, because he was always caring and kind to me and my mother and my father. And I was like, whoa, this is serious. This is serious. And the truth is I am still alive. I could have died that night. I could have died. And I still have my leg. I still have my leg. And every single day that I wake up, And I think, oh, I don't want to get out of bed today. Oh, it would be so much easier to freeze and just stay here and just stay comfortable and just freeze and just hide from the world. That would be such an easier thing to do. And then I hear this whisper, you still have your legs. You are still alive. You are still alive. So you will get up and you will walk with those legs and you will walk towards your vision and you will walk towards the people who are here to be a part of this vision. You are here to be a voice. That's literally what I hear. And so for me, I don't waste any days while I'm alive on this planet now. Once you have had a near-death experience, you have a new level of compassion. You don't go out of your way to put people down. You don't judge people because you know what it's like to be felt judged and to be judged your whole life. You don't go out of your way to do harm to others because you've already felt that harm. And, you know, if you're here and you've experienced, you know, self-harm, you know exactly what that feels like. It's like this built-up energy, this built-up rage. I know for me it was like built-up rage and I didn't want to I didn't want to put that out and take that out on anyone else, so I would inflict that on myself. It's like self-to-self um, abuse, self-to-self hatred, self-to-self um, harm. <sighs> And 
you know, I'm still here. I'm still here. And this year of 2022 has been the year that I've taken full self-responsibility, that I've created everything in my life. Like not just saying it like fluffy, spiritual, new age, like, oh, I create my reality. Like, yo, I create my reality, the ugly, the pain, the betrayal, the all of it. I've created it. And also for me, it's been facing off and feeling all the parts where I didn't feel loved from my parents where I didn't feel supported. They just thought it'd be easier to send me to a therapist <laughs> because they didn't have, they hadn't processed their emotions. They hadn't processed their traumas. And this is why I'm so deeply passionate about helping women feel their emotions, process their emotions, because when you do this, not only are you freeing yourself and liberating yourself and, and, and claiming your vision and claiming your purpose with amongst the pain, you are doing this for your lineage. You are setting your lineage, your ancestors free, truly. And we are making and creating a better world for the future generations to come. And I don't know about you, but I am an entrepreneur because I care about this earth and I want to leave this earth better before I came here. I want to use my voice to heal and preserve mother nature because i know when we do this we are healing ourselves and we are uh we are we're coming back to the pure beautiful sense of self in doing this work and bringing women together we're actually healing the earth because when we heal ourselves we are healing her we are a part of her this is why i talk about this so much this is why I do these rituals and practices and and beyond the rituals and practices, actually using my voice for the greater good. And, you know, I've realized that, you know, along this journey, I, I activate people and, and I bring out their light. And it's really a choice, like, you know, even you being here, like, is this going to activate you into your power and, you know, get you moving forward? Or are you going to, you know, step back and like, crawl in the shell because we are in a time right now in this world in this in this time being born here where we got to get into action we've actually got to start moving in these directions and this this reminder of my legs and still having my legs after you know could have lost my leg is like yo like we've got to not only be doing this work but moving in direction and into spaces and places where we are going to be able to bring forth what we came here to do to be wealthy, to have the money in hands of the people who truly care because this is where we're going to make the change right now on the planet. It's not sitting back and freezing and, and hiding in the shell. And I'm, I'm telling you now, there was, there was a, a past few months that I have wanted to hide into my shell. Abso-fucking-lutely. But, you know, I'm reminded that when I use my voice, I attract my tribe. I attract the people who are here to keep leading when it gets tough, to keep showing up, to keep alchemizing what's not serving, to keep getting to the gold, hence the name Golden Temple. We are in the Golden Temple right now. It's not just called the Golden Temple by mistake. The Golden Temple is for you to activate your gold and then make moves towards that. We are in a time to make bold moves. If we don't make bold moves now, guess what? We're going to get lost and we're going to actually lose everything. That's the truth. That's actually the truth and get behind. It's not a time to just freeze. And, you know, this freeze response is actually happening in the collective right now. People are going into trauma response and freezing because traumas are coming up. It's either process your emotions and set yourself free or freeze and, and they will perpetuate and then you'll start manifesting pain in your body. 
We know this. Maybe you don't know this. Now you do. And, you know, I'm here to bring voice to these vulnerabilities today because I didn't end up in this work by mistake. I've experienced this firsthand and I can actually give my clients really epic results because I have experienced this firsthand, because I have done the work on myself, because I have invested in myself over and over and over again, (laughs) especially when it's really uncomfortable. And these are the moments where when our things come up, how do we, how do we um, feel these? How, how are we going to, to use these to fuel us forward? And entrepreneurs are who are going to make the change on the planet right now, like deeply. Entrepreneurs. We are entrepreneurs because we care. We are entrepreneurs because we are here to create ways, these new ways, these new systems for humanity. Like that's why I'm here. I am here for humanity. I'm here for humanity to be be free, to be liberated, and to be living on purpose. This is only going to happen when we are relentlessly in our truth. And we cannot suppress, repress the pain that has happened to us in our life. And then it's like this thing that we hear and we say, you know, your purpose is in your pain, your message, your mess is in your message. Absolutely it is. However, you're not going to be able to extract that to the fullest until you go inside and feel that and process that. And then no longer operating from wounding, operating from gold and gifts and your essence. I feel complete. If anything has come alive, please screenshot this. Please share this on your stories. Please tag the Golden Temple podcast. If you haven't yet given a review, please share a review on your stories. Tag us because this means a lot. I really want to get this message out there to so many women on the planet right now. My, My aim is to build this, this vision. This is so much greater than a podcast. This is so much greater than that. This is a legacy. This is a movement. So the more that you share this, we get to activate and and open up more women to their gifts right now on the planet. I'm sending you so much love. Bye for now.